I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the podcast to thank everyone for coming out to the Catfish these last five weeks. Only two more chances to come. And if you haven't got a ticket, only one more chance to come, which is this weekend, the 21st of October, 2018, if you listen to this in the future. Hopefully things get better in the world. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so uh, so this week on the 21st, 4pm at the Catfish in Melbourne, in Fitzroy, the lineup is great. So it's Tom Ballard, Fiona O'Loughlin, Greg Larson and Ben Russell. Uh, tickets are $15 if you get them before the show at joshearl.com.au slash gigs. Or you can try your luck and get them on the door, but that'll be $20 for you on the door. Um, yeah, it's been so much fun. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I think this episode that you're about to hear, uh, we crammed the people in. It was great and it was such a good episode. It's uh, So Tom Gleeson, Peter Hellier, Jess McGuire, and Andy Lee. But you know that already. You've downloaded the podcast. Their names are in the title. Anyway, so uh, also if you are a Patreon subscriber, a new episode will be going up the day that this one goes out as well. Uh, so if you're not a Patreon subscriber and you want to chuck us a few dollars every month to, you know, motivate me to keep doing it, uh, go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. That is patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. And that will be a huge help in not only the podcast, but also everything else around my life. So thank you very much. Uh, I don't know if I need to say anything else. Oh, yes, I do. A few people after the pod on Sunday uh, were asking, hey, am I going to do a Christmas episode? Yes, the plan is to do another Christmas episode with all the money going to the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. So I'm um, just going to wait until these uh, live shows finish before I start planning that one as well. So that'll be fun. Um, I think that's all. That's all I need to say. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. Thanks, everyone, for uh, downloading it, sharing it around, giving it iTunes reviews or Apple Podcast reviews. That's always nice when I get a nice five-star from people. Make makes me feel good. And, um, yeah, it just gets the name out there. Um, also, you know, uh, hit me up with uh, suggestions for guests or or uh, places I should go if you're in a town or a place where you think, you know what, I reckon there's enough people here we can do a show here. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to move around with it and do live shows because I actually think the live shows are are better than the studio ones, but studio ones are still good. It's a different it's a different kind of show. It's a different better. They're both it's like choosing my favourite kid. I love them both. Anyway, that's enough from me. Enjoy this episode and hopefully I'll see you this Sunday. Welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name's Josh Earl, and this week on the internet, so someone on Facebook put up a post saying, hey, hit me up with your podcast recommendations, and then my name got tagged. I thought, oh, this would be good. 
And then what it was was someone wrote, I've been listening to Josh Earl's podcast, Don't You Know Who I Am? It's good, except the live ones are no good. <laughs> but they didn't tag me. Someone else saw that and thought, oh, Josh wants to see this. Like, <laughs> don't do that, okay? Whoever's... Uh, Jim, don't do that. Anyway, uh... If this is your first time to the podcast, what I do is I get four very, very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives just by round of applause. Is, is anyone's first time to the podcast make some noise? Yeah. Excellent. Three people. The rest of you, you know what's going on. It's good. It's good. Anyway, let's meet our contestants now. Our first guest. He shares his name with a Sydney film consultant, a Melbourne construction worker and a personal trainer at the gym I go to. Yes, can you please make welcome? It's Tom Gleeson, everyone. Yay, yeah. yeah, Tom. Oh. Yes! Thank you. Yeah. I can't believe that these podcasts, when they're live, aren't as good as the other ones. And yeah. <laughs> we're just going to have to slum it here today. What a shame. Well, I think the live ones are actually better than the... Does anyone agree? The, the, the live ones are better. I don't know. I don't listen to any of them. <laughs> but I'm sure these ones are better. Come on! Also joining us, our next guest shares her name with a Canadian counsellor, a Texan auditor... And a school nurse in Baltimore. Can you please welcome us, Jess McGuire, everyone? You beauty. Thanks for making the trip up to the stage. It was more difficult than I thought, according to this microphone lead. I'm here. Yes, hi. Do you want me to take your jacket for you? I don't know when I'll be going, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll now, hold on to it, thanks. Now, this morning, Jess ran Run Melbourne. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The Thank marathon, you. the full marathon as well. No, no, that's a complete I lie. I was just trying to talk you up a bit, like yeah. I didn't train though, and I've been smoking, so finishing 10k did feel like a miracle. And I did. Well, I was just telling telling Josh before that when I got into the MCG, I'm a pretty slow runner, and I went in just at the moment that the actual marathon runners were also arriving, having done 40, 42k in 42K. the same time that I did 10, and the and the MCG was like yeah. And I was like, it's for me. <laughs> and I beat Steve Monaghetti by a fucking minute. So, <laughs> Jess McGuire, everyone. Also joining us is a man who shares his name with a Sydney writer whose nickname is Undies and the owner of the business We Are Western Australia, who is based, according to their LinkedIn, in Melbourne. So, can you please make <laughs> you feel very welcome? It's Andy Lee, everyone. <laughs> Do you know Undy? Don't know Undy. Um, there's a lot of Andy Lees out there, though. Yeah, I know. I had around about 12 in my school, in my year level. <laughs> but we had a large international-based students uh, <laughs> going. Um, congrats on the run. Oh, what it represents Cheers. to me is traffic. Yeah. And you sit there because they've closed up all the bloody roads and then you see people shuffling past and you hate them, not only for exercising when you don't, yeah. but also for causing the traffic. That I was me. I'm so glad it I was I got me. stuck in traffic yesterday. Yesterday in the city, there was an anti-abortion rally and my wife was going to a show in the Melbourne Festival and so I thought, I'll drop you off and take the kids to the park. And so we couldn't get past. We were right at the front and so she thought, oh, fuck, I'm just going to get out of the car and walk past it. And then she was really worried that there's someone going to take a photo of the anti-abortion rally and she was going to be the poster girl for anti-abortion. <laughs> we'll well, with, with the we'll two see. boys. With the look, two at the, look at the two I didn't do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That got dark real quick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and finally is a man who shares his name with an oil recovery serviceman in Dubai and a Newcastle used salesman. But the one we have here, it's comedian Peter Hellier. 
Thank you. Hey, Thank you. Sit down, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, come on. Standing ovation, only one. That's nice. Yeah. So why you got to come I, to I did a, I did a uh, half Netflix marathon this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode six of Ozark, so... Feeling fit. Is Ozark good? Sorry, it is good? Actually, I didn't even do that, to be no. honest. <laughs> <laughs> so lazy, you can't even bother uh, turning on Netflix. I got through the opening credits. I thought, nah, I've got to... I've got to have a nap. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been having fun on Twitter lately because I've been doing this running joke that I'm the voice coach on The Good Place for this season. Have you watched The Good Place? My, my wife and my kids watch it oh. and they love it. It's great. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I can't quite get into it. Oh, because okay. it's supposed to be great. It's Michael Schur, who did Parks and Recreation yeah. and, and, and wrote in the office. And you don't have your Netflix password? Well, why can't you get into it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, She's I, locked I, you out? No, I don't, I don't understand it. My Parental controls. It. Yeah, that's My 10-year-old's right. watching it and loving it. And I'm like, well, 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 where are they? Yeah. What's the good place? What, uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but in the third season, there's a lot of Australian accents yes. and they're really bad. There's one in particular that's really bad. Yeah. yeah. And so I've been saying, oh, I'm the voice coach. And a few people who follow me really believe that I'm the voice coach and they're going, mate, I love you but this is really bad. Like, you shouldn't be putting your name to this. Like, yeah. Well, isn't Ozark Series 2 set in Australia? Does anyone know that? No. Or they're trying no. to get to Australia? Yeah, they, they want to go to the Gold Coast. They Mar- Marambimbi. Yeah. Is that right? No, they want to, yeah, they want to go to the Gold Coast. They obviously haven't been there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's their, their haven. That's what yeah. they're searching for. Right. Warren yeah. Kappa Series 3 of Ozark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to play, uh, don't you know who I am, but not just going to play, we're going to play for this trophy here. So you guys wow. can wow. win a trophy. So Is that made by Sherlock Trophies? You are correct, yes. <laughs> One <laughs> point to me. How do you know that? Have you been making... The Sherlock tro- Trophies are the best trophies, Tom Gleeson. Uh, I also heard Pete ask Josh just back there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's also he does. No, uh, listen, they're, they're, they've come on board recently, yeah, haven't they? For the, for the live ones, every week I struggle to remember who it was. So I'm glad yeah. you got Sherlock designs out. Look, wait, there you go. Do you know Sherlock what's, frightening, what's frightening is when you get a trophy made is how cheap they are to get them made. Yeah. I went and got one made once for a comedy festival show years ago and it, made me, and it was a really good sporting one. It had like someone doing karate on top of it. <laughs> And it was, I think it was about $80. And it made me realise you can be a champ at anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you need is about $80. You can furnish your house with great stuff. H- Hamish's mum, we did a, a, we've only done one comedy festival show in our lives and no awards and, and not many people came. Oh, but yeah, poor right, Hamish yeah. and Andy, really struggling. <laughs> but Hamish... Wow. Ha- how did you create any buzz around your career <laughs> after that? Hamish's mum... Gave us awards. Oh. Uh, <laughs> best of the festival awards oh. that she'd gone down to the equivalent of Sherlock at the time and done them. Okay, our first game today is called Social <laughs> Really Me- helps you pick up chicks. <laughs> <laughs> look, look what my mate's mum bought me. Uh. <laughs> okay, I, my mum didn't even come to the comedy festival <laughs> for about 10 years. And I, was, I finally was, came down because I'd been on TV and she decided I was actually quite good. <laughs> I had to raise my profile enough to make it a bother turning up. But did she watch the show or did she watch everyone around her? Because my parents just watch everyone around us like, oh, to see if they're oh. laughing or not. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. she does get very nervous. She worries about me. She's, she's worried about my self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, I just, can I just go back there? Does anyone really believe that Andy Lee needed a trophy to pick up chicks? <laughs> <laughs> I could walk around with a nobody check for a million dollars and still have no luck. <laughs> Our first game is called Social Me, Me Media. Well, I'll read out status updates by you four. 
You have to tell me who you think wrote it. Okay. So your names are your buzzers. You can't buzz in for your own ones. The first one is this one. Responding to any question, no matter how small, with I can't answer that for legal re reasons, really gives you an air of mystic. <laughs> Pete. Yes, Pete. Oh. It's, it's, it's Jess. No, it was Andy Lee. No, Good bluffing there, Jess. Andy, I was going to say Andy. Point there for Andy. Half a point because I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it air of mystique to not mystic? That was a bit weird. <laughs> I, I, I would have got it right otherwise. It really threw me off. Hey, I, of uh, I actually misspelt it oh, on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I'm the voice coach on The Good Place. So oh. I'm, I'm nailing it, yeah. Very good. Okay, question two. If you're looking for a good time, do what I do and search the exact phrase... It's called free speech, spelled S-P-E-A-C-H, on Twitter and just let the fun times roll. Pete. Yes, Pete. I'm sticking with Jess. You are correct. Yes. It was Jess, yes. yes. Point there for Pete. Did you see my acting then when I held the mic to my mouth like, could do it? <laughs> did really I was trying well. to throw you. I was trying to throw you. And it's because you had a lot of people saying you've misspelled speech. Yeah, some dude mansplained my own joke to me. He's like, <laughs> actually, it's spelled free speech. E -E. I'm like, the point is the idiots that are like, learn the language and it's called free speech and they can't spell it right. Dickheads. Anyway. I'm Twitter. Sorry, I, I was pissed. I was tweeting. <laughs> I, I... And that's why you're blocked, Peter. <laughs> Continue. Question three. Alan Jones's apology rates an impressive eight on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard apology meter. <laughs> Tom. Yes, Tom. Pete. You are correct. Just point there for Tom. I just know his cadence. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just had that Pete feel about it, yes. you know what I mean? Like Federer, you study all the players you're up against. Yeah, I just yeah. know. Yeah, most of them anyway. So, <laughs> so which apology was this? Was this for the that how he spoke? Uh, it wasn't the N-word apology no. or the $4 million apology. <laughs> it was the recent apology for the way he treated the, uh, the CEO of the Opera House. Yeah. Mm. What a... What a Fuckhead. Anyway, uh, <laughs> question four. Damn it! I had the Travago lady as my preferred next PM. Jess. Yes, Jess. I think it's Tom. No, it was Peter Hellier. You played a game. Pete, yes. I thought it was time for you. No, I had a Pete stink to it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, cadence. <laughs> Do I, do I, I lose a point? I, I was actually going to buzz in and say it was Tom. I forgot that point. <laughs> I like the Travago lady. I think mm. she's very yeah, she's good. good. Mm. She's so reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the people who are cast as the reasonable person in an ad. The yeah. Yui guys and other I was gonna one. say the Yui guy. Hi, look at me. I'm reasonable. You can trust me. I've taken a shitload of money for a giant insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most trustworthy accent is Irish. Well, that's the II net. Is that the yeah, II net so, Irish guy? Yeah, and Yui has got some Irish did some Irish work. Yeah, that's why most insurance companies will use an Irish person. Or a meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> the most trustworthy yeah. animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. The most alarming thing just happened to me. I had a phone call with my parents that was short, to the point, and then they wrapped it up. Pete. Yes, Pete. Tom. No, that was Andy Lee. Point there for Andy. <laughs> Has Tom, Tom tweeted yet? Tom's no. parents don't call him. <laughs> That ain't cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, next question, question six. Julie Bishop, Scott Morrison or Peter Dutton? I can't wait to see who wins the chance to lose the next election. <laughs> I'm going to go... Uh, Andy, sorry. Yes, Andy. Jess. No, that was Tom Gleeson. I put yes. it for Tom. <laughs> that was a big yeah. day for you on Twitter. Yeah, I, I went 
I cut loose. Yeah, you thought you were going to... I love leadership spills. They're probably the only things I live tweet to. Yeah. I'm like the opposite of a Channel 10 viewer. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelorette passes me by, fucking the honey badger, no idea what the fuck's going on. There's a leadership spill. I'm fucking on. <laughs> I've got ABC24 on. I've got a big bottle of red that I fucking destroy in 10 minutes <laughs> and I just start tweeting like a fuckhead. Because you, you also thought you might be taking over the mantle from Lawrence Mooney. You thought, yeah. oh, Peter Dutton, I'm in. I'm in for my Peter Dutton I thought I was, I was going to get a ripping Peter Dutton and get myself a contract with Triple M. <laughs> Ring once a week. Because Lawrence, when he ran out of ideas, he started doing Turnbull. <laughs> And um, I thought I could do the same thing. I could just cash in nine sweet months of Peter Dunn. Oh, uh, yeah, hello. Uh, <laughs> hi, uh, hi, Eddie McGuire. <laughs> this is Peter Dutton doing a satirical segment on Hot Breakfast. Because <laughs> you, you'd already cast Anne Edmonds as Julie Bishop. Yeah. And who, who'd you have for Scott Morrison? <laughs> Justin Hamilton. Just, <laughs> and the only reason I had him down as Scott Morrison... <laughs> Was because he hates being sa- he hates it when people say that he looks the same as anyone else wearing glasses, oh. <laughs> despite no similarity whatsoever. So I, I never t- explained it to him, but I knew he, he would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Next question: Sex is good, but putting an electrical but putting an electrical product back in its packaging the exact Jess. way. Wait for it, Jess. <laughs> just the list. No, I just it. really like identified with that statement. Sex is good. Yeah. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Agrees. Sex Continue. is good, but putting an electrical product back in its packaging the exact way it came out so you return it is the single most satisfying thing a human can do. Yes, Jess. I'm going to go Andy. You are correct, Jess. Yes. A point there for Jess. She's off the board. And yeah. uh, apologies to my girlfriend back there. <laughs> <laughs> she comes into the bedroom wearing something nice and I'm there with electrical products trying to put them back in the box. <laughs> you fold it down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you little beauty. <laughs> Question eight. I'm going to start paying my taxes as chaotically as this government is run. Pete. Yes, Pete. Tom. Yes, you are correct. Yes, there yes. is. Yes. The point yeah. there for we know now that he's got a government feel to him. Yeah. Don't yeah. Yeah. I do. Yes. I plug my own shows and I rip into the government. That's all I do on <laughs> social media. Really quite predictable. A- and on Thursday you'll retweet this, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> Depends how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the live ones as much as the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a bit sheepish there because I've only ever done the live yes. ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Me too, I feel Did guilty it? now. Yes. Mm. Now you've been on them. Oh, have I? Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, early days. <laughs> early days. <laughs> Sorry, I got you confused with Tommy Dasselow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> we might need to take a 10 minute break, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the sickest burns I've ever done. It almost sounded like a compliment and then it hit like the full weight of that insult as you imagined yourself being... Yeah. Now I know how Hamo feels. Okay. uh, My new favourite thing is sitting at the bar and checking whose airdrop is on and then sending them photos of me with the caption, I'm watching you enjoy that drink. You think you know who it is, Jess? Making eye contact, making it. You blinked. Andy. (laughs) She's got it. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I amused myself one night doing that. Did you really? Got very weird. Uh, <laughs> people look around and you just raise your view, <laughs> raise your glass at them. Uh, you wouldn't be doing that in Australia though, because everyone. I wasn't in Australia, yeah. right? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're in a bar in Australia, everyone's already turning around, going, oh, it's, "It's, it's Andy." That's Andy. not true. It's, it's, it's. I've had a spate of people taking photographs, screenshots of my hotspot. 
Oh. Yeah. What's your hotspot called? Tom Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my phone. I don't care. I just got my phone. Well, it's my phone. Tom I'll Gleason's put, iPhone. I fill it out correctly because that's what you do. And now that's my hotspot. Hot it's spot. turned off now, but if you look for it, it'll be there after the show. I thought you were talking about the little patch at the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well. Oh, Andy, what are you doing? <laughs> Andy, are you implying that I'm bald? <laughs> I would never. I'd never take on the burn master. <laughs> I apologise. One of my favourite things about being bald is watching the ads for curing baldness. Because mm. when you are bald, according to that ad, you've fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> You're a massive failure at life. Like, you know, they always say things like, get your confidence back. Can you imagine how confident I would be with a full head of hair? Oh, shit. I'd be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I'm not actually bald. I just deliberately pull my hair out just to take the edge off <laughs> my charisma. Because it is a family trait of you. Because I met your brother. Yes. Your brother's a very confident man. That's and right. he's got a full head of hair. Yes. And he, it's weird because you close your eyes and it's like you're talking to me. But it's him. He's, it's, it's, yeah, he owns a cafe in, in Dubbo. He sounds exactly the same Is it Dubbo? Orange. Uh, orange. Orange, yeah. Yes. But it's, it's, it's uncanny, freaky. yeah. And he even roasts people. Like, Dil... Rook, yeah, he's as confident as me, yeah. but without the talent. Yes. <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah. So he thinks he's as funny as me, despite having no skills in that area. Well, Dil... <laughs> the David Brent of, yeah. of, the, of the family. Because <laughs> I, I was in the cafe with Dilrook, and Dilrook thinks of himself a bit of a coffee connoisseur. And so he was talking, and then your brother was like, oh, yeah, but the crema doesn't break. We get it to the table. And Dill was like, oh, what's, what's that mean? And your brother just fucking roasted him. Like, oh. going, you think you're a coffee? You don't even know what the crema is? Oh, fuck you. And just was like, in a service opportunity as well. It was like, he was actually, yeah, it was the best. Factory well, Espresso, there you if go. you're listening, uh, <laughs> in New South Wales. Factory Espresso, Kite Street, Orange. It's doing a plug. Yep. He's a new sponsor now. There you go. <laughs> Bye, Sherlock. You'll have to pay for that <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> he gave me a free mug too. So there you go. Oh, did he? Yep. Oh, good. Kay. What was on the side of the mug? It says the factory and on the other side it says I love Dubbo. No, I love orange. orange. I love orange. Oh, obviously, I also use it. <laughs> that mug did not work, did it? <laughs> no one walks away from New York thinking, oh, what was it again? An I love Milwaukee t-shirt? <laughs> no, it's New York. Oh. Our last question for this round. Sorry, but does the West Coast Eagles song actually contain the line, we're big birds, or did I mishear that? Tom. Yes, Tom. Andy. No, it was Jess McGuire. Point oh. there for Jess, yes. I narrowed Sorry. it down. I thought it was Jess or can Andy. We just move, I knew, I can we just move the, the fuck on right <laughs> now, please? Yeah. <laughs> I knew Pete wouldn't have been feeling that creative no. at that time. No, let's, it's cricket season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At the end of the round, the scores are Tom Gleason on two points. Everyone give it for Tom. Yes. Andy Lee also on two points. Jess Maguire on three points. But also on three points, it's Peter Hellier. All right, this round is called Yearbook. Now, in this round, we go back and, t- and visit our school life. And one person's in particular. And today, we're going back to a young Andrew Lee. Mm. Now, Andy was a good student, trying his best. But one time, he did the wrong thing and he had to come clean. But what was it that he had to confess before it got way out of control? Was it A, in year 10, he broke the record for the school's cross-country, but in fact what he did was he started with the year 9s who started their race 10 minutes earlier. (laughs) He only confessed because the guy who would have actually won threatened to beat him up if he didn't. Was it B, he cheated on a speed reading and comprehension test? 
He aced the test and was selected to compete in the speed reading championships. He confessed to cheating because he didn't want to. He didn't want to go and then disappoint the school. Or C, a poem he plagiarised from the Pearl Jam song "Nothing Man." <laughs> was going to be published in a national journal for young writers. Andy confessed to stealing it because he was worried he'd get sued and didn't want to anger Eddie Vedder. <laughs> now, you can ask him as many questions as you want. Bear in mind, he wants you to get it wrong, so he gets yes. your point. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. Mm. Um, I don't have a question, but I did a similar thing with Cat Stevens' father and son. Different generation, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote those lyrics out, and the guy next to me, uh, Mark Penny... Um, Said to me, um, oh my God, they're really good words. Did you write that? I went, yep. <laughs> technically not lying. No, no technically <laughs> you, not you lying. You did write them out. Yeah, so I, I, so I think Nothing Man would be in your wheelhouse. Loved Pearl Jam. B- Biotology. Seattle Grunge, all of those. Alice in Chains. Um, what year did you graduate? I graduated in 99. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. So around there. <laughs> yeah. Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so you had the, the, the speed reading. Speed reading comprehension. Do you want the card to read it? Yeah, so speed reading, card. yeah, that involved... If anyone remembers these, you have... Um, uh, you, you, you do a test. <laughs> Basically, you read, you read a certain amount. <laughs> I had a little accident. <laughs> I was trying to read and... You dripped beer on the, yep. also, on the look, question. It looks like it's upside down to the people, but it's not. I fucked up when I put it on. No. Um, but yes. Stop doing visual jokes on a podcast. Come on. No, no. This, this is, is why yeah. the live ones suck. <laughs> <laughs> so speed reading, essentially you get the piece of prose, you have to read it, and then you yell at stop. You turn your book over, and then you get handed out multiple choice comprehension. And so the, the way you can cheat is yell at stop, hand your book back, and then just do the question answers very slowly. Right. By looking over to the guy next to you. Yeah. Okay, you seem to know a fair bit about that. Could you read? I find it's easy to be good at speed reading if you also agree it's 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 easy just to not remember what you read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can if speed you don't read anything. about what you're reading, yeah, yeah. it's really... I speed read articles in the Herald Sun all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I've read in there. I've sped read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Got through Corinthians like, like nobody else's business. <laughs> Can you read, I'm more, can you read an, that, I'm more of an audio Can you read that guy. question really as quickly as you can? I know, you know, it's not exactly what speed reading is, <laughs> but just read C as quickly as you can. A just poem he plagiarised from the Pearl Jam song Nothing Man was going to be published in the National Journal of Young Writers. Andy confessed to stealing it because he was worried he'd get sued and did not want the anger of Eddie better. That's too slow. Yeah, that's, no, <laughs> that's, that's nothing on me, guys. That that's nothing on how I can read it. That up. And then... The marathon. Well, the marathon is the one, obviously. Um, (laughs) It was actually cross-country, house cross-country. We had eight different houses and uh, they they started the track so far away and you'd, from the finish line, you had to do one lap, uh, sorry, a half lap and then a full lap. Yeah. So you started on the half and that's why with 160 guys, uh, I was in an all-boys school, 160 boys uh, for each year level, it was easy to sneak into the one ten minutes ahead. And then uh, just set a blistering time. Why did, why did you want to cheat, though? Victory. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is really hard to, hard to choose now because you've got that story and then you've got the story um, about, you know, copying the lyrics. And, like, having watched Hamish and Andy's career from a distance, it's like, which one's true, cheating to get ahead or <laughs> plagiarism? <laughs> Oh, 
And I just don't know which one to choose. I think that's the burn for the hotspot comment earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to come back and bite you on the arse. Yes. It, it was just festering away <laughs> just beneath my bald patch. <laughs> I feel that's the, only the first shot. <laughs> and it's going to be like the end of Seven where he shoots him once and then just goes boom, 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 straight after well, I'm I'm kind of leaning. I don't think that you cheated with the speed reading, so I'll be very upset if if I'm wrong. Mm. I believe fear has driven you in whichever direction: a fear of Eddie Vedder or a fear <laughs> of the guy that was going to beat you up for yes. claiming that you won. And I just I just know the esteem with which Eddie Vedder was held in the '90s yeah. by the youth. <laughs> And I think that fear of Eddie Vedder and hurting Eddie, and I think I reckon that's it. So you're gonna lock in C. I I'm gonna lock in C. Okay, but yeah. So I reckon that album was it was Vitalogy, I'm pretty sure, yeah. which came out around about '95, '96. So you got about three years to live with that in your head. You bet. Had you met Hamish by that stage? God no. So <laughs> I ran in a much cooler crowd back then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I uh, that w- that's the one that, because I don't think you would cheat in the marathon. I mean, you're an athletic guy. There's no reason for you to cheat. <laughs> I'm going with the uh, C. C. Tom. I think it's C too. Sorry, there's no jeopardy. A. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for A. A. The correct answer was B. Ah! He cheated in the speed reading test. So three points there for yeah. Andy. Oh. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. I. I was, I was like, this is so easy, and because you got marks for English for it, and then I went through th- a few rounds at school before they tapped me on the shoulder and said, you've got to go and represent the state now in the national championships. <laughs> and I was, my guess was they probably wasn't going to be as easy to cheat in the national <laughs> championships. <laughs> so I, I told Mr. Allen, and he was very upset with me. I cheated once um, in an exam for um, Animal Farm, the, the, the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were allowed to take our dictionaries in. I hope my kids aren't listening to this, but um, <laughs> we were allowed to take our dictionaries in. So I put in grey lead pencil quotes in the within, and then on the front, the front inside cover, I had all the pages as like written, say so 14, 17, 22. So that's where all the quotes were. But the quotes I put in were quotes that I planned to use in my essay on Animal Farm from the album Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi. <laughs> I thought that would help me. I thought, like, that was this big in my world at that time. Mm. And I thought, yeah, I can see Orwell, Jovi. So, hang on. You, were, you just wrote out lyrics of, like... Yeah, and I thought I was going to use... He's a six-gun runner the with a candle in the wind. The back of my case yeah. for whatever the argument was on a, in Animal Farm. Four legs good, bon- two legs down yeah. in a blaze of glory. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. Like, basically, Animal Farm was... The Wild West. <laughs> it's fucking weird. I, I failed. <laughs> I cheated and I still failed. Well, I don't think that's cheating. When I was... When you, it's if fucking you, clever, though. <laughs> if I had chosen better quotes, it's fucking yeah, clever, though, isn't no, it? It's, it's and like, I just... Because I, I used Grayler, so I just erased it. So it was just... It's, phew, evidence gone. It's that's like, not even impressive because the, when someone... When the marker would have read it, they would have just thought, this student is so fucking stupid... <laughs> That they're just quoting song lyrics that they know off by heart. Yeah. To, to then find out that you'd had to write those song lyrics down <laughs> to be able to quote them correctly is actually appalling for John Bon Jovi as a songwriter because his songs should be memorable instantly. No, because the twist is, Tom, I only purchased 
that album on the way into that exam. <laughs> oh. For so, the exam? <laughs> the For the exam. So were you wanting to do some extremely topical quotes? So sub-examiner, ex- sub someone's marking your exam somewhere and they're like, I haven't even heard this song yet, but I've read great reviews of Young Guns 2. <laughs> I, Young Guns 2 was... <laughs> I maintain it's not cheating. It got, it's it's if, if the Australian cricket team had a little bit of silk out there yeah. instead of sandpaper. Yeah. With the John silk, Bon Jovi was my sandpaper. No, yeah. it, it was your silk. It didn't help you at all. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might as well have just written down the e, e equals MC squared in there while you're at it. Cause no, E equals MC hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, forget about the... the, the the lyrics that I put in, right. but the method actually yeah. was very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the execution though. Execu- yeah. I got seventy-five percent. No, the method. Seventy-five no, 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 not seventy-five percent in there, but seventy-five percent there yeah. to being good. Oh, yes. No, yeah. everyone knows that cheat. God, yeah. they're not making a heist film oh, well, out of that. No, they are. <laughs> Ocean's Fourteen, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knew to write in their dictionary. Most people knew to write actual things that help. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. no, I never. No, that's that's bullshit. It's like you. I came up with that, Andy Lee. <laughs> Has anyone else done that? No. Silence. <laughs> Silence. No, sorry. Seventy-five thousand people who were here. The actual answers in, not Blaze of Glory lyrics. Because I, I never cheated on an exam, but I helped a friend. We we had a plan for him to cheat, so he chose drama because he thought it was going to be an easy subject, and forgetting that you've got to get up at the end of it and present something. And so we had to do a sonnet. We all had to do a poem or a sonnet. And so he hadn't planned. I said, get up there and say, "Crabbed, aged, and youth" by Shakespeare. We'll all laugh because that's not in your wheelhouse at all. You crack the shits at us and storm out and they won't make you do the exam. That's it. Like, we'll take the fall for you. So he got up there and said, I'm going to do Crab Abbott by Macbeth. <laughs> and everyone laughed, even the, like, the adjudicators. And so he got so shocked that he just went, oh, I've just got to say the one poem I know. So he just said the Melbourne Football Club theme song. And that was his, <laughs> that was his year 12 <laughs> exam. Wow, and that's now a Sam Simmons show. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really good, actually. Yeah. It's probably his next gala spot. <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are Tom Gleeson on two points, Jess McGuire on three points, Pete Hellier on three points. We're in the lead now on five points. It's Andy Lee. Uh, All right. I feel like fr- Collingwood. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, even the audience, the way the audience reacted, that was too much, mate. He barracks with Carlton, by the way. They won two games. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I, I felt like we had Bon John Vo- Jovi lyrics in, in, the, <laughs> in the rooms or on the boards at halftime. Possibly. Guys, you're in Fitzroy on a Sunday afternoon. These guys don't care about football, yeah, okay? So it's just I don't care about football either. <laughs> Andy brought it up. It's cricket season. All right, this round is called... This round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. What I'll do in this round, I'll read out a fact about someone else on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. You can ask them as many questions as you want because if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, they get the point if the fact is about them or not. You get it individually, so here you go. So to Andy. While on holiday in Hawaii, Pete was there during the infamous incoming bomb text message alert. Pete and his wife had no idea about it, though, as they were hiking and didn't get the message. (laughs) When they got... (laughs) Wait for it. <laughs> oh. Were you on segways? <laughs> <laughs> There's more. <laughs> when they got back to the it hotel... Doesn't need to be. <laughs> <laughs> when they got back to the hotel, everyone was clearly shaken by it. And while Pete showed empathy, he was also annoyed because his afternoon massage 
had been cancelled. Yeah Ooh. or nah? Ooh, after new massage, it's going back more to a year. <laughs> you can well, ask him as many questions as you want. When you go on a hike, mate, you need your calves all <laughs> massaged. And uh, wh- where'd you hike? The, the mountain up there. In Hawaii. What's it called? <laughs> oh, well, Thank I mean, God you're here. <laughs> my, my wife obviously chose the path. It is um, uh, Mount Kikawaka. <laughs> for memory, for memory. Might have been the one next to Mount Kikawaka. <laughs> I like that it was referred to as the afternoon massage, like there was a morning one. <laughs> <laughs> and also an early evening one, maybe. It possibly was. I'm going to stick... See, Pete might be um, trying to fool me here uh, by pausing uh, just, you know, to make up responses, but I, I still think my, I'm going to go with my gut. It's a nah. You think it's no? Yeah. It was correct. You are correct. It was oh. a nah. Yeah, point there for Andy, yes. But you were there during the bomb scare. Yeah. Uh, I was during the I was there during the bomb scare. Most of that is true, mm. except the hike and the massage. <laughs> <laughs> you may have laid on a bit thick there, Josh. Um, the massage part was true. So the massage part, no, the massage part wasn't true. <laughs> okay, sadly, I have those in Bangkok. Um, <laughs> but I, um, we got up that morning. We'd arrived the night before, and we'd flown in from uh, Boston. So it was very. We went from snow to. The sun, and we got there late at night. The kids were, you know, sleeping in. So my wife said, "Let's go for a nice little walk along the beach." I said, "Is it a hike?" She goes, "No." Nah. I said, "Okay, <laughs> I, I, good. We're not doing Mount Kikawaka." Um, <laughs> and uh, so we went, and we had a big discussion over the new year about having less screen time. So we left our phones. Uh, I left my phone. My wife wasn't connected to the network, so she took hers to take some photos. And we went along the beach. And I have to say, it was a pretty, in hindsight, a pretty fucking empty beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there was just us. There might have been a couple making love on the sand, li- like it was the end of the world. Um, and, and then we just, we're just strolling back. We are the dumb fucking Aussies just strolling. Oh, what? This is amazing. This whole beach to ourselves. And we get back and we, go, and we get the kids and we go have breakfast. And everything's just a bit off. Everything's yeah. the service is a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually came and said apologies because of everything that's happening this morning. Uh, some of the staff haven't arrived, and we're like, "Good, fine." And then we're like to each other, like, "What the fuck happened this morning? Like, what did, <laughs> was there food poisoning or something? What's going on?" And then we like about eleven o'clock, about three hours after it happened, my wife was in an elevator with. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. With somebody, one of the guests, and just came back and said, you have no idea what's been going on around us. <laughs> there was a missile on its way. There were people crying at the hotel in the stairwells. People... Parents throwing kids down manholes in the street. Oh wow! This is actually before the uh, this, uh, the. Um, <laughs> no, that, that was happening. <laughs> that was happening. Jeez. I know. And we we were literally at the time it went out. We actually backed out because my wife had a camera. We she took a selfie. And we would have been you know there's, there's always those stories, of you know the last post. Yeah. This is the last thing they posted before it happened. 
before the plane went down. This was the last post. It was always that story. We would have been that fucking story. Yeah. This is the last post. And we would have been photobombed by an actual fucking bomb. It would have been <laughs> in the background. So that mostly is true. But so a point there for Andy, but Pete, you got to live to tell the tale. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So to Pete. Now Jess recently made national news when she posted a picture of her breakfast online. She agreed to do an interview on Sunrise where Samantha Armitage got really angry at her in the break for taking the piss out of the story. (laughs) Samantha very curtly said to Jess, judging by your Twitter feed, we thought you were a millennial, but you're clearly not. So, can you... I found a little bit hurtful, by the way. 81 counts, you bitch. (laughs) Anyway. So, can you pretend to be outraged by this breakfast? Otherwise, what's the point of this interview? Yeah or nah? You might want to unpack. Did this play out... On air, on social media, or the, the the avocado photo. I can't believe this is happening again, Josh. <laughs> I feel like I've just come out of the, the end of this. The avo- known, yeah. I put a photo up. I went to a South Melbourne cafe with a friend. They well, served me an eight eight. It was the only like vegetarian thing that was below twenty bucks. It was avo toast, is what I ordered with some feta, and what came out on a piece of slate was like a piece of toast, dry, and then half an avocado in its shell. And then a little cube of um, feta, and then a line in the manner of cocaine of some kelp salt. And she put it down in front of me, the waitress, and I was like, it's very deconstructed. And she was like, yeah, like that's how we do it. <laughs> anyway, and I was like, well, this is a piece of shit, but I'm hungry, so I'm gonna eat it. But I took a photo before I did, and I just put a joke post on Instagram going, like, you know, what next? Are they gonna mm. expect me to fucking plant a seed, plough the land for several years, bring, grow my own avocado, bring it to the cafe to eat? Blah, 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 blah. And I don't know why, but it went, it went viral overnight. So I woke up the next day and it was like nuts. Daily Mail. I did an interview with news.com.au. But it started going super crazy. 3AW, Sunrise, sniffed out a boomer story. that like the boomers could be really angry. And they wanted to get me on the show. And I was pretty sceptical about it. But I thought maybe I could, you know... Bring some of my cool energy yeah, to the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It did not go down that well. No. So the, the did, did you try to put a bit? Of, did you try to put a little bit of irony inside Sunrise? It do, <laughs> you'll be shocked to learn that that it is not a place for nuance or humour. No, <laughs> um, it's a tricky place to try to put sarcasm. That, yeah, though. yeah, I tried yeah. It and I never got invited back. <laughs> I don't think I'm coming back either. I mean, thank God I wasn't wearing the same blazer as Samantha because she would have her head would have shook and exploded. Um, but so ta- what was their what was their gripe? With you, I think that their gripe was that I was not taking it like what they wanted, because the the whole purpose of Sunrise is to package up stories that boomers can sit at home and go like, you you deserve everything you get, young people, and my mortgages are fantastic or whatever. And so I was not providing that because I was clearly taking the piss once they got me on there. Like I wasn't actually an angry millennial who was both yeah. outraged at the housing market but also, you know, blowing all my hot cash on avocados. And I think that when it got to the break and she realised that I wasn't quite what she ordered. I mean, I don't think it was about wrinkles when she said you're clearly <laughs> not a millennial. I'm pretty sure it was about my attitude. She did snap off air at me and uh, probably won't be going back. <laughs> uh, when did this happen? Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you the... Uh, where's my phone? If you can show me any evidence, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you please give us the transcript of the interview? I think I found, so I think I found a loophole in your little game here, Josh. <laughs> 
I got something for you. I got something for you. I don't think it's too far down. If you've gone and set up a photo with Koshi, I can show. I can trick Pete into believing that this story is true. So I can show. I can show you the avocado thing because basically what happened. So that's the avocado post. Took the piss, right? Then I sent. Then I sent to news.com.au because they wanted to interview me, and so I said, "You can, but you have to do that classic thing in a news story where someone's angry at a piece of fruit or something, where they're kind of holding it, looking really upset." The best one is the mum who got served a hamburger in it. Someone had drawn yes. a dick and balls in the hamburger. She's sitting there going, oh. Nah, that, there's a Queensland yeah. couple that just got a needle in their banana. It's fucking gold. <laughs> they did an inside and outside photo shoot. So I, I didn't. I only did outside, but that's the best caption ever. Jess Maguire was not impressed with her $18 avocado on toast. Mm. And then it started it spreading internationally. <laughs> Do you know, in the Netherlands, they call me sobbing avocado woman. <laughs> It got to Denmark. I just get these waves of social media responses in, from people. In year eight camp, I was known as Soggy <laughs> Avocado Boy. Um, no. We were out of our time. Um, I'm going nay. What? And the reason I'm going nay is because of Jess's insistence of providing <laughs> some evidence. And I know you don't like actual facts instead of fucking Blaze of Glory lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> That seemed like a grey lead version. I am going... <laughs> n- I kind of do believe it, but nay. I'm going nay. You are correct, yes. Half it was true, but the Samantha Armitage part wasn't true. Point there for Pete. I mean, they did They did rip me apart, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't on the fucking show because those boomers can eat my fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> I said no to them. I, I said no to 3AW so they could focus on vilifying African gangs. I didn't want to take up any airtime. I went to the same restaurant and was equally surprised <laughs> cafe... And it's bloody expensive as well. Yeah. So Hamish and I um, did a prank on the radio that afternoon where we called them up and said, hey, we're doing a TV show called... I'm the producer of a new TV show. It's called Affordable Breakfasters. (laughs) (laughs) And just letting you know we're filming in your area. And they're like, oh, okay, great. great." And just letting you know that you will not be required. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, sorry? So what's... what's, Is there anything we need to be worried about? Not at all. Nothing at all. (laughs) <laughs> you, you won't be bothered in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what he said? News.com. Because I didn't name the cafe. I wasn't trying to shame them. I just took a funny photo. But news.com. You, you know, in the pursuit of the Walkley that they will inevitably get for this story, contacted the cafe because everyone figured out who it was because they've all been served that shit breakfast and they all went, I recognise that. And so they called the guy and he said, that's how we serve it because actually serving the avocado in half its shell is a homage to the avocado farms and the avocados. <laughs> Is it Top Paddock in Richmond? <laughs> it is owned by the same people. Oh. So, yeah. That's fascinating because I actually did a routine on that on the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala five years ago, which me- brings me back to my plagiarism allegations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> it's an avocado. Speaking of 3RW and their claims about African crime gangs, my mum listens to that shit and, and she buys into it and she rang me. She rang me and she goes, are you worried about these African crime gangs? Are you worried about... The Ajax? <laughs> so, who the fuck are the Ajax? What did the Ajax gang do? Come in and wipe your fucking benches? <laughs> okay, now to Jess. In 2006, Tom went to entertain the troops in Afghanistan. Oh, Before he went on, the commander told Hero. Tom he could talk about anything, but just don't say cunt. <laughs> so Tom went on stage and said, your commander said I could say whatever I want as long as I don't say cunt. And then continued to bag out the commander, knowing the worst thing they could do to him was send him back to Australia. Yeah or nah? 
Does it sound like Tom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the I, Tom I know. I've, I've only <laughs> met Tom today, but I feel like I don't need any questions. And he actually, he actually had more hair back then yeah. too, so imagine the confidence levels. <laughs> <laughs> Was that mm. your first time in Afghanistan? And oh, only? I've never, I've never been there. Oh! <laughs> Wait, is he allowed? Oh, he's allowed to lie. All right. Am I, I allowed mean, to lie? Yeah, of no. course you can. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't want to shorten well, your segment. Then, I, but I, I was lying then when I said I'd never been there, <laughs> which I haven't. Uh, That's the truth. You're a real, real <laughs> game player, aren't you? Um, I don't really have any questions because I just think it's yes. You think it's yes straight away? But now that makes me think it's no. Come on, Jess. Believe in yourself. What do you reckon? Mm. I think it's yes. You are correct. Yes, it was yes. A point there for Jess. Yes. It is true. You were thinking (laughs) of just leaving with the money and I've had a great time, Eddie. Yeah. You weren't going to answer either (laughs) way for a second there. But this was like 12 years ago. So this wasn't like this was the turning point for you to go, you know what? This is what I should be doing on stage. Yeah, it was was a turning point. Were you before Tony Zeta or after? What's that? Did you travel (laughs) there before Tony Zeta or after? (laughs) Because if people remember. Just before. Yes. Just before. Who was she with? Who was she with? What was that drama with? Well, oh, she... Angry Anderson as well was on that tour. Yeah, yeah and then there were a lot she of had allegations ex- surrounding that. Yes. Yes, there was a lead that she had some fun time with the mm. some of the SAS mm. troops. I, I and, met and all the SAS troops. That, that, they were very that, hands off with me. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's entertaining the troops, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you were doing. The one thing I understand, if this was your thinking, if this is an accurate um, yes. portrayal, uh, that you thought that the worst they could do. The SAS in Afghanistan is send you back <laughs> to Australia. I think that's the best thing they could have done. No, well, I, I thought... No, what happened was when I was doing the gig, I was sort of looking at the people and I was thinking, I'm performing to soldiers who could get shot tomorrow. And so, I don't know, cute little observations about... In my stand-up at that point, they were just not about good ava- enough. About avocados. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, was, back then I was doing smashed avo gear. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, so then once I had it in my head, this guy said I couldn't say cunt. I just sort of thought, oh, well, I'll just say it anyway. And I also suddenly realised they had a really strong uh, command structure which cannot be broken. And I saw an opening there. I thought, I can break it. So I said it. I just called him a cunt. I said, that cunt said I couldn't say cunt. So <laughs> I, and it got a laugh and then I, and then I was improvising. I said, oh, we're going to do send me back to Australia so I don't get to hang out in this shithole with you people. <laughs> And it was getting massive laughs because they got a very black sense of humour, right? <laughs> and so I just kept pushing it and pushing it and I realised that when I said it, the decision I had made was I was prepared to be fired from the tour. And so then when I came back to Australia, every gig I did on TV, I did it under the proviso that I was happy to be fired. Mm. I wouldn't care, which is why I've performed the way I have on the project <laughs> all those times, Pete. <laughs> So every time you see me, you, uh, you're looking at a man who doesn't care if he never gets invited <laughs> back. What, what happened after? Did, what, did they... It was the morale fine. boosted? Was, no, it was fine because it got a massive laugh. Yeah. And the massive laugh and the clap ameliorates the exactly. insult. Yeah. So for the, for the guy, he goes, oh, gee, you, know, you got me a good one. I knew I shouldn't have told you that. And he, he, he gets kudos because all the troops think he's a good bloke now. So it's kinda, that's kind of how everything's gone from me since then. Where were you, Taron Count or...? Uh, no, it was uh, Kandahar. Kandahar. Yes. We, Hamish and I went and did the radio show in Afghanistan. Yes. And um, you, you go into Kandahar and, uh, when, and then from there we flew in another plane out to um, Tarankout in the middle of Afghanistan. And when we, got, when we got into Kandahar, we had to stay one night. 
and I've gone in. There's this huge. You might have been in the same spot, spot Tommy, but yeah. this huge shed uh, that has just bunk beds, like you know. But it's bigger than Jeff's shed. It's just bunk beds because it's a transport area. Yeah. And no one's on the top bunk. And Hamish and I are like, oh, sweet, we'll just take the top bunk. I love the top bunk, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and we noticed everyone had put their flak jackets and helmets on the top bunk. And so we've gone and jumped on the top bunk. And a guy's just come and tapped me on the shoulder and said, don't do that, mate. Sit on the bottom one. And I said, oh, why is that? He said, because if you notice, if any missiles come in, we all leave our flak jackets and our helmets on the top one. So that's our last line of defence if it comes in during the night and gets us. We didn't sleep much that yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> I did a gig in Townsville once. <laughs> um, and... I think I was with you, Pete, yeah. and, and we were arguing over the bunks. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on top? And I remember the front row, the, the, the seats were a little bit too far away from the stage. <laughs> we were like, this is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so we cancelled the gig. <laughs> All right, so to Tom. Yes. The first time Channel 7 called Andy to offer him and Hamish a job, he told them straight out to, fuck off, you can't afford us. Because he was convinced it was a mate playing a prank on them. Oh, okay. So this could have been, was this, because you did host a show on Channel 7. Thank you for remembering. I do remember. It lasted it was, six episodes. Yes, it was a memorable failure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and might I say, like, back in the day, they would never cut, like, it was a travesty that someone got cut after six. These days you get one and you're gone. Yes. But, like, six was as short as you could get. <laughs> It was th- as bad as you could possibly yeah, go. That's an old-fashioned failure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get cut after six. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I think I remember the show because it was another show beforehand and you came in and, and you were hosting it. So that was seven. So they could have approached you then. Here's another story about that. A- Andrew O'Keefe was... Do, was, was, what, he was, was in the cast. He was in the cast and he, wanted to be, right. he actually wanted to be an impro comedy guy, right? Chris Lilly was too, yeah. Chris Lilly was right. in there. Yeah. Kate McLennan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sorry, Kate McCartney. And anyway, so... Um, CJ Fortuna, just a shout out. I know you don't know who he is, but I do. He's a good bloke. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, Andrew O'Keefe... <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Hemsworth. Sorry, it was Luke. <laughs> My bad. Um, Andrew O'Keefe is doing a parody of Eddie Maguire for a, who wants to, a bad Who Wants to Be a Millionaire sketch. And the executives go, hmm... He's pretty good. We've got a show called Deal or No Deal coming up. Ah. Went down and said, hey, we actually think you could host a show like this. And he was like, oh, I'm unsure, I'm unsure. Al's got axed. And he went, okay, I'll do Deal or No Deal. Wow. <laughs> so he went on. That's that's, right. that, was the, that was the part. My favourite right. Deal or No Deal story is, even my favourite showbiz story is that somebody um, in the deal, <laughs> deal or No Deal audience... The Dealodrome. In the deal of drugs, that was gone. <laughs> Booyah. Somebody in the audience, they had to evacuate a taping once because somebody in the deal or no deal audience shat their pants. <laughs> no deal. No deal. It'd be no good deal. if it was in one of the suitcases. <laughs> Give it a suit. <laughs> All right, who did this? Who shat on number 12? Who was it? <laughs> Do one in the briefcase, do the combination <laughs> lock. You've got to drill it open. Imagine the disappointment <laughs> after all that effort. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking this story's true because I can't imagine it because um, this is not meant as an insult, but it is one. For you, to be offered, for you to be offered a Channel 7 show just straight out of 
uni pretty much mm. is ludicrous. <laughs> it was. It was. So I could imagine you not thinking it was a serious offer. So it sounds plausible, plausible to me. I'm, I'm going to say it's true. You I'm are yeah. correct. Yes, it was yeah. A point there for Tom. I How old were you at the time? 20, 21. 21. So, so I was working in a roof rack store yeah. and they called up and said, hey, we love, we've done five half-hour episodes on Channel 31, Hamish and I, and they rang up and said, oh, we'd like to give you a show and be a part of this show on Channel 7. Can you come in and chat to us? And the guy sounded so much like Whipper, Michael Whipfley, who I was mates with back at school days. And I thought it was Whipper trying to play a joke. So I went, ah, fuck off, mate. You can't afford us. He's like, oh, well, we could. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, mate. What are you up to this, this weekend? And he's, so he's asking, he's like going, oh, well, I'm hanging out with my family. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, fuckhead. I know when someone's <laughs> pranking me. And he goes, I'll call you back later if it's a better time and hung up. So I rang Whipper back and he answered the phone like he just wasn't on the phone to me. And immediately I went, hmm. <laughs> Should I tell Hamish this or not? <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are Tom on three points. Give it up. Thank you. Jess on four points. Pete on four points. In the lead on six points is Andy Lee. Mm. All right, this is the last round. It's called Who, 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out a bunch of questions about you guys. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your name's your buzzer. You get a point if you get right, a point off if you get wrong. Only round you can lose points. Can't buzz in for your own. First one is this one. Who had the Cairns Post recently called them an unfunny drongo? Andy. Pete. I heard, I heard Pete first. Yep. It's Tom. Yeah, it was Tom. Yeah, it's point there for <laughs> Because of his uh, getaway segment. Yes. Yeah, go, away. Go, away. Yeah, go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. Yeah, go away. I announced that their reefer died that morning <laughs> on national TV and they got really upset. Has the thing is, but Tom and myself actually tour around Australia together. We've got gigs coming up in Belmont uh, and uh, Nelson's Bay in a couple of weeks. And... Um, and we've been to Cairns and Townsville now. We've been to Cairns twice. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, we won't be going lovely. back, will we? <laughs> <laughs> but I, is it I, I, went, I was in Cairns just recently for a family holiday. Yeah. And I went into a cafe and they looked at me and I was like, oh, this isn't very friendly. And the first thing he said was, Tom Gleeson was up here recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing the same thing. <laughs> it's okay. Because yeah. I was looking at all of the ones you've done. So you've done Launceston and they got yeah. it crabby as well. Well, yeah, just in case anyone doesn't know, the segment was on ABC. It's called Go Away. It's like Getaway, but I tell people to never visit these towns ever, right? So it's just, it's an upside-down joke. But I did Tamworth, Launceston, Cairns and Melbourne. And Cairns is the only one that doesn't seem to get the joke. Yeah. They've taken it very personally. Yes. <laughs> Cairns posters, yeah. Burn a lot of column inches on me. <laughs> Next question. Who had a group of homeless people eat their supplied catering? Jess. Yes, Jess. Peter. Yes, you are correct. Yes, it was Pete. Peter Hellier. Yes, point there for Jess. Worst Christmas ever. It was... Um, <laughs> where, where, where was it? We were shooting uh, a new show, How to Stay Married, uh, which starts on Channel 10 soon. Um, and we had, like, at the end of the night, when you wrap up shooting, you have sandwiches and stuff with the crew, and, and uh, we, had a, we were shooting in Fitzroy Street. And one of us must have blinked, and... Um, <laughs> Suddenly the food was fucking gone, <laughs> just helping out the homeless. You're a good so that's man, my mate. charity work done for yeah. the year. So where'd you go for dinner? Did you go down to the Gatwick and just where they... <laughs> 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 I 
where honest. the Sacred Heart mission is and you just had to eat there, like your whole crew? No, I was gone by this stage. I was okay. eating my trailer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a funny, it's, it's funny on the set because you have extras and stuff ro- rotating through and we were filming out in Williamstown and I was, there was this old lady that was sitting up with us every lunchtime and I assumed that she was an extra, but she wasn't. <laughs> And we had three days with this old lady, and I was like, what role is her? I haven't seen her yet. And, and then we did a little background check, and someone had to tap her on the shoulder and say, you want me to be here? And she goes, I'll get my coat. No, she went. <laughs> Red, Red Simons has a good story about, like, yeah, whenever he sees catering, he just eats there. <laughs> that he, whenever he sees a location shoot, he just lines up and eats lunch with everyone else. Because he said TV productions are so big, and they see Red, they just presume, he's probably doing something. He's... <laughs> He's probably, he's probably a producer or something, and he'll just eat lunch and walk it off. It probably takes a couple of weeks for you to familiarise yourself yeah. with all oh, the yeah. crew as well. So if it's early in the production, yeah, go ahead, eat right up. I watch television. So. <laughs> Boy, have I got some anecdotes for you. Jess, I have an idea, and you are <laughs> gonna be, I'm going to give you a call. I am still waiting. You guys should call, call me, call me. I need, yeah. I need, I need some work. It'll be good. Okay, next question. Who here had someone, had someone at their recent high school reunion come up to them and say... You look great now because in high school you looked kind of Darrow. Andy. Yes, Andy. Jess. Yes, you are correct, Jess. It was really gutsy to do that. <laughs> I, I must say, I, I had the same answer in my head for some reason. I thought, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not. <laughs> if, to you be win, fair, if you win today, you deserve to win, Andy Lee. <laughs> I was renowned for my Darrowness back in those what days. What made you Darrow? Oh, actually, no, this is how it actually went down. She went, you look really great. I went, thank you. She goes, you need to go makeup or stuff. I went, well, thank you. Yes, I'm a functional woman. She goes, because, you know, back in high school, you were kind of... And then she'd mimed this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of Darrow. And I went, what? And, and, and I was like, oh, thanks. And then she said, I remember, I just remember you and you had blonde hair. I said, I never had blonde hair. She goes, yeah, you're always playing mbop on the guitar and the hallways. I'm like, you're describing Taylor Hansen. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's me. But anyway, it was a weird night. Anyway. <laughs> More things happen. I don't want to talk Who about. here, when they worked at McDonald's, would use the lard box lid as a luge and slide the full length of Jess. the restaurant? Yes, Jess. Tom. No, that was Andy Lee. Oh. Point off, Jess. There. I lost the point. Right. I'm not sure if they still do this at Macca's, but I worked there as soon as I was 14 and nine months, which is the the, the lowest, yeah. <laughs> the youngest age you could be there. Worked there for five dollars ten an hour, yeah. um, and on probation, and then you got to five thirty. Um, <laughs> But the lard in the vats, it wasn't like oil you poured in. They were big tubs of, like, look like butter. And you open them up, instead of using the lid, you actually opened them up and just turned it upside down so you had a big box to slide on. And we could slide the length of the whole of McDonald's <laughs> on, on the box with a little run up and the lard would just take you all the way. <laughs> wow. This is a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be picturing it, that now if I'm ever at the drive-thru and they're taking ages. So <laughs> <laughs> just imagine people slipping back and forth inside. And that's how Grimace was born. <laughs> do they still do Grimace? I'm not sure. Do you know who, what Grimace was? I, it, I think it's pretty racial, isn't it? No, no, no. But okay. Like, what, 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 yeah, so, you know, yeah so don't do purple <laughs> face. <laughs> don't want to offend Grimace. The hamburglar... Like, McDonald's had ant- like Ronald, obviously, the, but mm. then they have anti-heroes like the hamburger. He's there to to steal the hamburgers, yeah. and Mayor McCheese, he's there to yeah. run the whole thing. But Grimace originally had six arms and was there to steal thick shakes. 
Um, but it didn't, it didn't go very well with focus groups. <laughs> so they removed him back just to the two arms and now he represents the delicious taste of thick shakes. <laughs> Did you have to pass an exam to get that uh, job? <laughs> you get drilled into you before you get your yeah. 510. <laughs> what a shit superhero. I, I represent the taste of something else. Maybe there's Superman just re- represented the nice flavour of a croissant. <laughs> That's all he could do. <laughs> Superman's here. Oh. oh, that reminds me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need some jam and cream. <laughs> Next question. Who here once had a saucepan thrown at them at a gig? Who had a saucepan? Andy. Yes, Andy. Tom. No, it was Peter Hellier. Oh. <laughs> In Cranbourne. <laughs> Say no more. Doing a gig with uh, O'Neill and, and Husey in very like years and years ago, and there's a footy club gig, and I got on. This was basically, like, hey guys, heard you had a win today. It's a footy club, and uh, a saucepan just came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you hadn't even. There was no saucepan based materials. Like, <laughs> fuck, you leave saucepans alone. <laughs> just fucking saucepan. <laughs> <laughs> Who here has no feeling in the top of their thumb? Who here can't feel anything in the uh, top of their thumb? Can I just pause the question? Um, <laughs> hang on a sec. <laughs> uh, Pete. Yes, Pete. Andy, because he didn't scream. <laughs> you are correct. Yes, it is Andy. Yeah, it's point there for Pete. Yeah. I severed both nerves. See that scar there, Pete? On my oh, left arm? Oh, yeah. yeah. Juicy. I severed both nerves in my arm, so I can't feel the top of my thumb. And so at parties back when I was a teenager, you know, I'd burn it all the time. I'd go, do you want to see this or do you want to... Yeah. yeah, and then for about six months, I had this manky-looking top thumb. It was like I was wearing a glove of old burnt flesh, just a thimble, if you will. And I thought, oh, this is pretty gross now. Yeah. I won't do this trick anymore. <laughs> I found as I've gotten older, the same things happen to the end of my cock. <laughs> a manky thimble. No, it's just not as sensitive as it used to be, and. Often at parties to impress people, I set fire to the end of it. I, I too, if Tom, it's true. It's true. Yeah. The crowds we, gather. They we, do. Did, we did a horse, a horse suit race in Wedderburn, right, which is middle Victoria. And so people could register all across Australia and come in horse suits and they ran around the track. And, <laughs> and, one, and one had a burnt cock? <laughs> and the town loved it and there was about 8,000 people came and we were all in the pub afterwards and this jockey came up and said, it's great to see the racetrack going again. He said, you realise that after I had an accident and I got bucked off a few times but I've lost all feeling in my cock. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. And then Hayden goes, oh, prove it as a joke. He's like, all right. He's like, he's like Daryl, Daryl. Gets past a long neck of Melbourne Bitter. He pulls his penis out on the... <laughs> On the pool table. and Coins will like, be fine. <laughs> just like put your coin, <laughs> your next up, just put your fucking coin on the table. You put your penis on, that's booking the table for the next year. And like a short baseball bat, proceeded to thump it like he was turning down dough before making a pizza. And we went, we believed you in the first year. Yeah. <laughs> And to close the show today, we have that jockey come down. No. <laughs> My God. That'd be amazing. Right. <laughs> Did I, I, I got a point for that. You got yeah. a point. Yep. Yep. Just yep. Make sure you remembered. Yeah. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Who here's recent Uber driver was a huge fan of their work, which this person found really annoying because they didn't want to talk to them? Pete. Yes, Pete. Tom. Yes, you are correct. Yes, boy there. <laughs> only, only somebody admiring your work. The only person who could be offended by that. Is Tom Gleeson. Yeah. 
I'm like, I'm in the back seat, buddy. Take the fucking hint. I don't want to chat. And he would have loved that. He would have been going, oh, this is great stuff. No, it was, what happened was, it was actually quite weird. He was, he was really lovely. I, I jumped in. He says, oh, I'm a massive fan of you. Would you mind if we get a photo at the end? And I went, to be honest, I just would prefer if you started driving. Right, because we'd been fumbling around a bit there and I needed to get to the airport. I said, I'd prefer if we just got going, right? And I said it kind of like that, not that meanly. <laughs> so he drives. So then when we get there, I go, all right, well, let's get our photo. And he goes, no, 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 it's, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to get a photo, it's okay. I, I thought you were someone else. Yeah, I could, <laughs> I could hear how annoyed you were and it's okay. I said, no, it's all right, let's get a photo. I really don't mind, I just wanted to get on our way. I was in a hurry. And he's like, no, 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 no it's okay, we're done. Are you pestering someone to take a photo? Of <laughs> no, no I, no, I put on the hardware. I said, come on, get a photo. Let's get a photo. And I, now I'm feeling offended because you don't want a photo anymore. He's like, no, I do not care, sir. And I said, I'm going to give you a fucking one-star review if we don't get a photo together. <laughs> and this guy just stuck to his guns. He's like, I do not care. <laughs> give me one star. I do not care. I've learnt my lesson. I will not ask another person for a photo ever again. <laughs> anyway, the point is, lesson learned. <laughs> Has your rating gone down? My rating is pretty low. Yeah, it always has been. <laughs> Next question, speaking of photos, who here got to hang out with one of their idols and then went to send the, the photo they had with them to their parents but was too excited and ended up sending it to this person by mistake? Pete. Yes, Pete. Andy? You are correct. It yep. was Andy, yes. <laughs> Point there for Pete. Yeah, I played... I'm a, I'm a big golf fan, which is going to bore everybody, but I'll make it really quick. I played golf with Jason Day, who was number one in the world at the time, and I was so excited, and we had like... And yes. he only plays golf if you're number one in the world. <laughs> yeah. And your and cock doesn't work. And, and, <laughs> and then he got his cock and got the golf club, hammered a... <laughs> and at the end, Jason Put a tee into it, put the ball on, and then whacked it off. Put it in one of those ball washers and this fucking went, go! <laughs> Do you know a Darwin Award? A guy, a guy died... Putting his balls in the ball washer? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> he was hanging over it, slipped, fell, it went in and ripped, ripped everything. Anyway, oh, anyway. Oh. not the point. I've gone for two of those stories now. Um, <laughs> the, I, yeah, Jason Day, and he said at the end, hey, let's trade numbers if you're ever in the States. I'd love to play. And I was just like so excited. I couldn't believe it. And so I got his number and I, was, and I was, had all seven photos of me and him for the day and sent seven photos straight <laughs> to Jason <laughs> That is good. <laughs> he wrote back, yeah, man, it was a great day. <laughs> it's like you wanted, you're forcing him to reminisce straight away. Pop. <laughs> reminisce, you bastard! And the maker was, did Jason Day think you were making a bad pun? Yeah. <laughs> it was a great day. <laughs> yeah. Here are six photos, Jason Day. <laughs> Wink emoji. <laughs> Who here recently had a four-year-old ask them why their face was a mess? Pete. Yes, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> this is all yours, Pete. <laughs> Only because Jess hasn't had one recently. <laughs> is it? You know, both your answers have been quite offensive. <laughs> <laughs> is Jess? Is Jess? They're you really are correct. Yes, yeah, it was yeah, Jess. Yeah, was. But there's a reason why. Yeah, I, no, he's, a, he's, he's obsessed with David Bowie and he was getting me to perform small bits of David Bowie. And then he was like, he said your face was a mess. And I was like, David Bowie said my face was a mess. And he went, yeah. And I was like, well, that's hurtful. And then I put the kid to bed and it was like half an hour later I went, oh, he's doing the lyrics to Rebel Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, David Bowie sounds like a fucking cunt. 
I don't know what this kid's like. He's getting... But anyway, he's fine. He's if fine. this makes you feel any better, I, I was uh, in one of the airport lounges the other day. A woman calls me over. Like, I was walk, just walking, minding my own business, got my head down. She calls me over. Pete! I look over. She goes, you look exhausted. Thanks. <laughs> 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 How long a walk was it from there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the start of the walk, I was quite fresh. But <laughs> At that stage, I was beginning to tire. And our final... He had an afternoon massage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our final question for the game. Ooh. Who, when I turned 30 years old, told a friend of mine they thought I was turning 40? Andy. Yes, Andy. Tom. You are correct. Yes, it was Tom Gleeson. I point there for Andy, yes. Oh. Do you remember that? No. You told our good friend Tommy Daslow. <laughs> he oh. said, oh, I thought he was 40. You guys look so similar. Yeah. <laughs> What I thought I, I was... You thought I was 40 when I was 30. Oh, right, yes, And he yes. said, not because of the way he looks, but because of how he acts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're mature. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Boring, that's... I think, I thought I took it as. Yeah, well, I don't know. You just knew bands from too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tazzy, it took a while for him to get yeah, down to us. Anyway, it. Yeah. at the end of the game, the scores are Tom Gleeson on three points. Go for Tom. Thank you. Jess Maguire on four points. Andy Lee on seven points, but our winner... On nine points. It's Peter Helly, everyone. There you go, Pete. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. I want to I wanna thank Facebook and Twitter. Um, <laughs> and Josh and, and the contestants. It's a, it a tough game, but a fair game, guys. And I want to thank Sherlock Trophies <laughs> for their beautiful trophy, which I'll treasure. Do I get to keep it? You keep it, yeah. I can't. I will treasure it for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you all for coming out to Don't You Know Who I Am. Before we go, Pete, quick, uh, anything to plug that you want to plug to the listeners um, and also these people? Uh, well, me and uh, Tom are doing gigs uh, in Belmont and Nelson's Bay in a couple of weeks. In, a, in Orange? Is that the winery? Yeah, gig that's with, right. With, yeah. with Merrick and Nikki Britton. And that's, uh, um, that's big. That's about all. That's all right. Christmas, Christmas is coming up. Good luck, everyone. Yep. <laughs> Andy, anything to plug? Uh, Hamish Andy podcast, if you want to try another podcast. And I've got a new book out called oh. Seriously Do Not Open This Book. Uh, it's a, it's the third one in the trilogy. Uh, it's trilogy. It's trilogy. Yeah, and you must have watched the first two. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, actually, I do have a new book, a kids book. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie Vision: The Viking Fiasco is is out now, and also uh, How to Stay Married. It's a spin-off series uh, with uh, from It's a Date. It's me and Lisa McCune, um, and uh, that starts on Channel Ten in soonish. Awesome. Look out for it. Jess, any hit the plug? Do we do we announce what we, we're going to do later on? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank God. I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to see if you guys need any kind of extras. <laughs> I just turn up on set three days in a row with my coat. Um, no, I am. Um, I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in two weeks to raise money for the Royal Women's. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't done it yet, so. <laughs> so hey, it's no Mount Kikakahu. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, no, no, it's not. What have you put out as far as, like, if you don't make it, does the money go back or. Y- yeah, really? yeah. The royal women's will be dropping around to everybody, going, "Well, there was a little premie baby, a little cancer patient that would have made it through, but I guess Jess failed." So yeah, uh, I will be carrying that burden on my shoulders. Um, Go Jess. Uh, look, you can die on the mountain, so it's like it's a legit risk, real small, but like it'll be fine. Um, but you can donate if you go to my Twitter, twitter.com/slash/jessmaguire. The pin tweet has a link to it. Um, I'm sure Josh will retweet it. I will. It. 
Yeah. Why don't you donate too, Josh? I will. There you go. <laughs> what I was going to pay you today, I'll donate to that. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about money. <laughs> hey, also, uh, Jess and I are going to uh, have, we've got a new podcast coming out soon. Okay, we're going to record it. <laughs> when she gets back, we're going to record it. It's called. Oh, I thought you were actually going to climb the mountain. I, mean, <laughs> no. I, thought, I thought Josh was going to. <laughs> no. Jess Surprise! and I are going to do a, it, it, it's a music podcast. And it, we don't have a title yet, but it's, no, we're going to we, go through. We've discussed it twice on Twitter DMs, and I love how you just like, we're in. And yeah. I'm in. I've got yeah. so much enthusiasm. So Let's do it. We're going to go through all, do you know those 100% hits volume 1 to oh, 25? Yeah. yeah. We're going to go, it's like, we're gonna one, hit one CD is going to be two episodes long. So side A, side B, we're going to go through every song on that and just, just give our opinions. So that's, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. Where, on, where are you on, starting from? Like what? Volume one. So the first song, first song was um, Everyone Is Having Sex, which Tonya Harding used for her dance uh, when she beat um, beat the woman up. No. (laughs) (laughs) When you get to How Bizarre, How Bizarre. OMC. OMC. You know that that part that goes, want to know the rest? Hey, buy the rights. Hamish and I tried to buy the rights. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's dead. Oh. (laughs) And it was gang related. And there's still a rights dispute, not as funny as, as, <laughs> as we'd planned, so we left it. But there's a little yeah. tid- tidbit for you. How and bizarre. Tom, Tom any hit the plug? Uh, yeah, uh, the project is on weeknights at 6.30. 6:30. I've just seen the ratings recently. It needs a leg up. <laughs> so get behind it. <laughs> Please do it. I write for it. <laughs> hey, uh, one more time for everyone you saw tonight. Yeah. Bye. Good night, everyone. Good night, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.